Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> some of the controversy that's been going on over the past few days and first of all to say thank you to everyone that sent love and support I truly truly appreciate it and it's been very nice to hear from you I want to make this video first of all because I think there's a lot of people that have a distorted perception of what I do maybe based on sound bites or based on headlines of articles that are disparaging um, the podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation Specifically about two episodes, a little bit about some other ones, but specifically about two. One with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and one with Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist and he is the most published physician in his field in history. Dr. Robert Malone owns nine patents on the creation of mRNA vaccine technology and is at least partially responsible for the creation of the technology that led to mRNA vaccines. Both these people are very highly credentialed, very intelligent, very accomplished people, and they have an opinion that's different from the mainstream narrative. I wanted to hear what their opinion is. I had them on, and because of that, those episodes in particular, uh, they, those episodes were labeled as being dangerous. They had dangerous misinformation in them. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Like, for instance, eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID, you would be removed from social media. They would, they would ban you from certain platforms. Now, that's accepted as fact. If you said, I don't think cloth masks work, you would be banned from social media. Now, that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now, that's on the cover of Newsweek. All of those theories that at one point in time were banned were openly discussed by those two men that I had on my podcast that have been accused of dangerous misinformation. I do not know if they're right. I don't know because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a person who sits down and talks to people and has conversations with them. Do I get things wrong? Absolutely. I get things wrong, but I try to correct them. Whenever I get something wrong, I try to correct it because I'm interested in telling the truth. I'm interested in finding out what the truth is. And I'm interested in having interesting conversations with people that have differing opinions. Um, I'm not interested in only talking to people that uh, have one perspective. That's one of the reasons why I had Sanjay Gupta on, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who I respect very much, and I really enjoyed our conversation together. He has a different opinion than those men do. I had Dr. Dr. Michael Osterholm on at the very beginning of the pandemic. Um, he is on President Biden's COVID-19 advisory board. I had uh, Dr. Peter Hotez on, who is uh, a vaccine expert. I'm interested in finding out what is correct and find, I'm also finding out how people come to these conclusions and what the facts are. I know that that was a little bit long, 
That was Joe Rogan's response, his first response really to all the criticism that he's been getting for having people that have different opinions than what the left and the elites have or think that you should have about COVID-19. Joe Rogan's been under a lot of fire, a lot of pressure. They're putting a lot of pressure on Spotify to remove him from Spotify. Uh, Spotify has a lot of money invested in Joe Rogan, and I don't believe that they would remove him. But at the same time, you know, we're living in a world right now that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and people are doing things and virtue signaling, and uh, they're willing to lose to make you happy to appease the government if that's what they think it takes. They got about, what, $100 million in Joe Rogan right now? He's got a deal for $100 million. He, the guy gets, Jesus, I don't know how many downloads a month. I mean, he is literally the number one podcast, period. I don't care what genre you're in. He is the top, he's the top podcaster, period. Um, so if they can censor him, you know, people like myself, any anybody on the right that disagrees with their narrative will get canceled out. We, there will no longer be people with opposing views uh, anywhere. A lot of the pressure that is being put on Spotify are from celebrities, Harry and, and uh, his wife. They think that Joe should be censored and removed. You had Neil Young come out and Joni Mitchell and, you know, not a cheap shot at Neil Young and Joni Mitchell. I mean, if they take it that way, so be it. But not did anybody even know they were still alive up to this point? Because honestly... Not that I put any thought into it at all, because I don't listen to Neil Young and I don't listen to Joni Mitchell, so there wasn't a whole lot of thought being put into it on my part, but when their names popped up, for some reason, I was like, I thought they were dead. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's how popular they are. Not to mention, uh, the amount of money that Spotify's making with Joe Rogan versus what they're making with Neil Young, who was what, more like a one-hit wonder. I mean, how many songs did he really hit on? And Joni Mitchell, I mean, where, I mean these aren't the biggest artists of their time. Um, you know, I, I think if I ran Spotify, I would be like, okay, we'll pull your music off because obviously we got too much invested in him and he makes a heck of a lot more profit for us than you do, so... You know, have a nice life. There's plenty of other platforms you can go to and your music can be found there. My my biggest concern over all this, even with the canceling out and everything, my biggest concern is, again, this is an attack on free speech. Joe Rogan's not saying anything. He's not trying to give you advice. Like he said, he's talking to these people and having an open conversation pertaining to COVID. And these aren't some chumps off the street. This isn't like he just stopped at a 7-Eleven and picked a couple of guys up and he said, hey, give me your thoughts on life and COVID. I mean, these are very well-respected people in their field. So their opinion, and I'm sure they're basing it a lot on fact, is worth listening to. Why are we shutting down conversations? Societies that shut down conversations don't move forward. When you can't have open dialogue, when there's no critical thinking involved, when me and you can't speak to each other on a subject, you don't advance. I mean, we're working backwards here. 
You know, there's one narrative and you do it our way and only our way. There's no idea. There's no thought beyond that. No, no, no. You do what we tell you to do. Otherwise you're bad. We don't like you. You're canceled out. Life is over for you. See you later. That is certainly not the American way, but that shouldn't even be the way in life. If everybody thought that way since the beginning of time where it is one way only and that's it, what do you think the world would be like? You wouldn't have any technology because you can't question anything. You can't free think. You're not allowed to have open dialogue where you meet a guy who's working on tech and maybe you're working on tech in a different way and the two of you, it's like two pieces that need to be combined to create one. Uh, Where would we be at? Would we still be living around water sources because we're going down to the pond and we're taking a bucket at a time of water back to the house? Would we have plumbing? Would you have septic? What about garbage? Would you just be dumping garbage anywhere in the street because you didn't think to actually create landfills and line them to where we can dispose of it in a more eco-friendly way for the environment? Ships, planes, everything. This pertains to everything. When you start shutting down conversations and free thinking and opposing views, society stops. We don't go anywhere from here. This is a huge attack on free speech. Joe Rogan didn't say anything wrong. He's not giving you advice what you should and shouldn't do. He's speaking with these guys about their experience, their expertise pertaining to COVID. And like he said, it wasn't like he's a one-sided person where he's only talking to somebody who shares his views, if that if those even are his views, but that would share his views. He talked to opposing people that have different views on it. It's good conversation. It's good conversation for him. It's good for conversation for people to listen to. This is how we figure things out. I am very concerned for the First Amendment. I truly am. These days and times, so many people are being silenced. I mean, you can silence a sitting president. President Trump got silenced from social media. If you can silence him, I mean, anybody is free game at that point. Marjorie Taylor Greene gets taken off Twitter until everybody erupted and then they allowed her back on. You have people like Laura Loomer. You know, she may be a little more extreme on the right. She's completely banned from Twitter, has a life banned from Twitter. She's not allowed back on social media. There, It comes a point where when you're watching all the silencing going on and it's always in one direction. You know, it is a fear that going forward, There won't be any of us left. I mean, not obviously we're all here. Don't don't misunderstand me. (laughs) Obviously we're all here, but not in this way. Nobody's going to be broadcasting to you. You're going to listen to only leftist propaganda, what they deem is okay for you to hear, and that's it. You know, you can't get any more un-American than that. I don't know if you have read the book 1984. I did in high school. I reread it again a year or so ago or whatever it was just to refresh my memory. If you've ever read it, then you'll know where I'm going with this. In that book, it got to a point where even your thoughts weren't your own. That if you didn't agree with Big Brother, if you didn't do as they do, live as they live, and you weren't happy to have a crappy life, then you were taken to a particular place And never seen again. You know, and the story in general is about one man who doesn't believe in their cause and wants to challenge the system. 
You know, I mean, it's a dark book <laughs> and it does not have a happy ending. The book is designed as a warning. So if you do read it, just know it's a rough book to read. It will scare you. You will see similarities in what's going on today in that book. And again, it will scare you. The book was written in 1948. It's a shame that we get so removed from everything and, and things get forgotten that these people, Orwell in particular, wrote this book and Animal Farm. And he wrote these books because he saw it firsthand. He knew what fascism was. He knew what communism was. He decided to write these books as a warning to try to prevent this from ever happening again so that younger adults, older people, people that haven't experienced it would have a little bit of an insight. If you read these books, they're designed to scare you because he was hoping in writing what he wrote that this would never happen again to anyone. Unfortunately, here in America, things have gotten lost. People forget. Yes, it was 80 years ago. If you learned about the Holocaust, if you learned about World War II, you learned the actual facts about it, it should still scare you. If you have learned about Hitler's rise to power, how he did everything that he has done in his life, what they did during World War II, if you look at all of it, there are so many similarities that line up with everything that's happening in America today, it should put you on high alert. It should get you awoken and paying attention to everything that's going on because nothing is what it seems. Look, I stand with Joe Rogan. What he's going through, I stand with him because they're trying to silence him. And I don't agree with everything Joe Rogan says by far, but it is his right to be able to speak his piece. That is our constitutional right. That is what, if you are an American, you must believe. You don't silence people. You may not agree with them, but they should be able to speak their peace without fear, without worrying about being canceled or losing your job or being pulled off of Spotify. I mean, give me a break. Joe Rogan gave a great response. Now, I only played you about three minutes of it. It is nine minutes long. It's being plastered everywhere. So you can go on Breitbart News, you can go on Fox News, you can go on Instagram, you follow Joe Rogan, he posted it on Twitter. I mean, you can go anywhere. You should probably watch the entire nine minutes. He didn't call anybody out. He's not mean or malicious in it. He's not going after anybody. And he even thinks that there is some reasonable steps that can be taken, like a warning in front of maybe some controversial podcast episodes that says more or less, this is not doctor advice, consult your own physicians and whatnot, that it's just two people talking. If you care anything about this country, if you care about free speech, if you care about the constitution, you know, you got to fight for everything going forward. They're trying to literally take everything. I started reading Glenn Beck's new book and, uh, you want to talk about something that'll scare you? It's scary because he everything in there is so factual. You just see it. It starts really bringing the whole picture together as far as what the Great Reset is. I know the Great Reset for a lot of people is a conspiracy theory. Believe me, it's not. I didn't think it was two years ago when I first started reading and hearing about it because I kept looking and looking. And everything that these people are talking about is on their websites. 
I mean, if, if you're going to put it on your website, it's obviously not a conspiracy because it's right on your website. Although the left would like you to believe it is, it's not. It's right there. Well, he has collected so much factual evidence, and I'm only about halfway through the book. Uh, it's going to scare you to death. That's a great book, a book worth reading. I don't even think you can get it anymore. I think the only place you can order it or get it, I, I want to think, I want to say, excuse me, is Kindle or whatnot. But a great book involving the Great Reset. Well, the whole thing with Joe Rogan is a part of that. Once COVID is over, which it already is, the, their next big event that they're going to have, because they're going to look for another crisis to obtain more power. Look at how much power they have taken and we have lost over the past two years. Okay, They're going to continue to try to take more. They just need more excuses to do it. One of the easiest ways to do that is you got to get rid of the opposition. So Joe Rogan really is a test subject. If they can get Spotify to walk away from Joe Rogan after putting $100 million into his podcast, <laughs> then, like I said, it's open season then. We're all going down. I don't care if you're on AM radio. I don't care if you're on FM radio. I don't care if you're a little small-time podcaster like myself or if you're a big podcaster like Joe Rogan. You don't agree with the narrative. You don't say as you're supposed to say. You don't do as you're supposed to do. You don't stay in line with what they tell you. They're going to take you offline, and that's a wrap. Once you only are hearing one side, that's it. We're done. There's, there's no way. All information is only going to be what they want it to be. The truth will cease to exist. That is not a society that I, myself, want to live in. I'll fight tooth and nail to the very end to preserve the way we live right now. You know, I, I like being an American. Uh, you know, I am from, you know, I'm Italian descent, and I like my heritage, but I like being an American. I like that we're the superpower. I like that if I need something, I could just go get it. I like that sky's the limit and dreams are available to everybody. I like everything about being an American. So I have no plans on just lying down and letting them take that away from me without a fight. All right, once again, I stand with Joe Rogan. On to uh, my next bit of news here. Uh, the Ohio Senate race, Democrat Tim Ryan is going around his country's or country, excuse me, his state uh, with less than 10 months to go before the general election. He's already visited 72 out of the 88 counties, trying to persuade people a little bit at a time that Democrats like him are human beings who breathe the same air and trying to associate himself with everybody saying, hey, I'm one of you. I'm one of the guys. I'm one of the gals. Let's get this done. He is a 1,000% backer of the Build Back Better plan. He is a full Joe Biden supporter. Now, I don't know personally how that's going to fly in Ohio. It may, it may not. I'm not sure. I'm not from Ohio. I don't know what the political climate is like there. But the fact that you're touting you are 100% for the Build Back Better plan with inflation exceeding 7% currently, uh, it looks like it's going to be on the rise. They're going to have to, the Fed has to raise rates. It's going to happen. They're going to do it, which is not going to make, short term, it's going to make things worse. It's not going to make them better. It takes a while for things to start leveling off. But the fact that this guy's walking around saying he's the guy, 100%, 
Build Back Better. Yeah, Joe. Joe's approval ratings in the in the crapper right now. He's at uh, 33%. I can't wait to see the next one. I'm sure it's going to continue to to decline because what has Joe Biden done? I mean, what is he doing? The guy, you know what he's doing? Let's be honest. I think right now he's on the East Coast. I think right now he's at an ice cream parlor somewhere. I mean, that's that's what he's so damn dumb. He's he's at an ice cream parlor, getting his ice cream, all excited in our really deep thinking reporters from all of your liberal media outlets are asking him important questions like, yeah, Mr. President, Mr. President, uh, what flavor are you having? <laughs> what a joke. But yeah, that's where he's at. Because he's certainly not doing anything about Russia and Ukraine. Uh, more than just telling us it's imminent. Oh, it's imminent. The, the attack's coming. Well, really? Russia just moved all their medical into the uh, location where they plan on going over the border. That's generally the last step before you invade. So that way, as their soldiers get injured, they're set up, their hospitals are set up, and then they can take care of their soldiers as they're getting injured. Okay, so you're, you're literally on the verge of invasion. It's going to happen. Well, I think any of us can see that. Don't tell me that that's the conclusion that you and your staff has come to, that it is, oh, yes, well, we figure that it's imminent, it's going to happen. Oh, gee, really? Oh, my God. I mean, you know, the rest of us couldn't tell. You got 100,000 troops on the border. You got all the medical there. They're getting everything prepped. Not only that, they're literally threatening that we're coming across the border. Yeah, it's imminent. Well, shocker. They did it in Crimea. Obama didn't do nothing then. You think they're scared of Joe Biden? They know he's even dumber than Obama. Ooh, I'm getting a little off subject here. Anyways, but Tim Ryan touting that he's for the Build Back Better plan, I would assume that's not going to go over too well. I don't know for sure. Again, I'm not in Ohio. I don't know how those people generally are, how they generally think. You know, if they're anywhere like the rest of the country, I would assume in your major cities, it's probably pretty democratically run, and that's what a lot of the thinking there is. And then as you get into the suburbs and the rural areas is where the more conservative-minded people are. However, once you start getting into the suburbs and the rural areas, people's numbers thin out. So generally, if you live over there, you have these big cities. Whatever they vote is generally what's going to happen. I don't. I couldn't say for sure, but I don't think it's probably the best game plan at this time, that you're all for the whole Build Back Better, not to mention Build Back Better, at least as of right now, you know, things do resurface, but at least as of right now, talk's been very quiet about it because Joe Manchin killed it not once but twice. So I don't think it's going to go anywhere. We'll see. I kept telling you in episodes prior that the closer to election day that we get, you will start to see a lot of these things they're not going to talk about them because they're going to start focusing on their future, on trying to get reelected. I also noticed, I think we're up to 26 last time I counted. There are 26 Democrats who are not seeking reelection. And I think that the reason that a lot of them are, maybe some of them are truly retiring or don't want to do it anymore, but I think the majority of them just know it's going to be a slaughter. They know they're going to lose, and they don't want that on their record, so they're just going to gracefully bow out, and whatever happens, happens. But, I mean, better for us if we can get some true-blooded, American-loving patriots in these seats. 
not just more rhino Republicans that are going to go along with the Great Reset and any other ridiculous thing that this party wants to do. I'm talking about true American loving. No, we're not doing that. This is the land of the free, the home of the brave, and we're going to keep it that way. Americans in those seats. Believe it or not, it's only 10 months out. (laughs) Time, as you get older, if you're young and you listen to this, time seems real slow. I can assure you, as you begin to age, time, it just seems like there's never enough of it. It just goes by so fast. Cherish what time you do have and definitely fight for your country. Now, I'm not telling you to go out hurting anybody. Please. That's not what I'm saying. You know where this is going. You go out there, you vote accordingly, you get involved, local organizations to fight this. You go out, if you feel that that's your calling or that's something you like to do, you want to run for a seat, go run for it. Do it. You know, sky's the limit. Don't let them stop you. Isn't that the point of America? Sky is the limit. So go out, fight for your country. Let's keep our country because we have a big storm approaching and we can weather it if we all do it together. That'll wrap it up for me today. I will, we will be doing it again tomorrow. If you'd like to follow me, Twitter at LJCONSERCRN, Gab and Parlor. I'm at The Real Little Joe. Cloud Hub, I'm at Little Joe CC. If you'd like to contact me, please go to littlejoecc.com and go to the contact session to leave me a message or comment. Beyond that, have a beautiful rest of your day, and we will do it again tomorrow.